0: Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson.
1: And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on? Just trying to do a little networking today. And, you know, as being the world class athlete that I am. What? I, yeah, man. Yeah. You're an
0: athlete? I mean,
1: depends who you ask. I mean, mm-hmm. you're like
0: an over 50 baseball athlete.
1: Okay, first off, I'm not over 50.
0: <laughs> Second off,
1: um, yeah, I mean, I played sports. But, I mean, I was the greatest athlete in the world, according to me
0: according according to your kids
1: yeah so with that i'm trying to capitalize i'm trying to capitalize on my post-career opportunities so i i brought in chris smith of athlete network and uh he's gonna help me tell our listeners how his platform is gonna help me do a whole lot of stuff hi chris how's it going guys i'm doing great um first off you're wearing a university of hawaii shirt go bows yeah you are the first rainbow warrior that I know of that's been on the podcast. So congratulations. Thank you. It's a privilege. Aloha. It's it's Hawaii. If I go back, no, it's not. And if you go back to, (laughs) if I go back to college for a sixth time, it's going to be like the university of Hawaii. The scenery is good there, my friend. I bet it is, man. I bet it is. So Um, but yeah, so anyway, welcome to Startup Hustle. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So I want to talk a little bit about Athlete Network and and what you guys do. And for those of you listening, if you want to check out his website, while you're listening, you go to athletenetwork.com.
2: Chris, what's Athlete Network, man? Why'd you start this thing? (laughs) Like most startups, it's been kind of a journey with some pivots, but originally we started it with a simple premise that in your pursuit of athletics, you develop a lot of traits, those traits of teamwork, grit, coachability, Can transfer to workforce very nicely Um, most athletes are not attending career fairs they're truly being students and athletes and their resumes are non-traditional so companies had a really hard time connecting with this demographic on the traditional platforms of linkedin and indeed we created a way to accelerate that connection what happened though is over the years we've had over a million athletes go through our services We started to capture a lot of data on alumni athletes, where they're going to live, where they're going to work. And we uncovered a really big problem within athletics. They have all these services available for their current alumni athletes, but there's no way to communicate with them effectively. Coaches are trying to do this on uh, Excel spreadsheets. They're trying to match mentoring programs. The alumni associations are disconnected from the athletic department. So we built a hub, a platform where everyone brings their services into one network and the athletes know uh, what to look for. They know where to get it. Um, and it's working great. We're we're blessed to work with the United States Olympics and a lot of the top uh, athletic departments in the country. Matt, you've won a couple golds, haven't you? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for, shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. Just the gold shoes. That's right. I gave them
1: to you. Yeah. You won them, actually. Yeah, they're like trophies. Them. Yeah, I uh, actually have an affinity for gold sneakers, and that's a true story. But yeah, if you do, that's something, one of my many awards. If you do something, shoes. if you do something significant with me or maybe even for me, I will give you
2: a pair of gold shoes. All right. That's my goal on this podcast. Yeah. I knew, yeah
1: hey, you got size 14s back there. Yeah, I, you know, I might, All right, I wear a 13 there so, we go. and some of them run big. So,
2: you are a big guy. Where'd yeah, you play?
1: I did. Well, I didn't really play anywhere. But, <laughs> okay. I mean, I played baseball, football and basketball. None of which I, you know, was any
2: good at but. when you were doing your, What, ant- what are you laughing at Watson?
1: <laughs> but the, you know, you're like, you better be careful because between Chris and the Chris bigger than I am, we'll bounce you out of here, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm gold old. shoes and all I got the agility I'm good yeah. He's gonna outrun us maybe maybe you gotta outrun the reach first yeah but all right so you know I I, I didn't play college athletics I was you know kind of like maybe could have played at a small college or something but it just never really happened but I have a lot of friends that were athletes and and you know the problem you're solving is real because You live kind of a different world as an athlete sometimes. And then here you go. And now it's done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so do you help them while they're in school and after?
1: Yeah, we're a cradle grave approach. So So, so Matt, one of the issues that that occurs is the athletes have a hard time transitioning to the quote real world, as we'll say, because they've lived a very structured life. They're used to going to practice and different stuff like that. And all of a sudden they're like, and now it's gone. And that can be a depressing feeling. Like, imagine if we couldn't do this podcast, how depressed you would be, and how we would fix and transition you to a real world.
0: I'd have to find somebody else to read Baby Loves Coding to me. <laughs> I know, I know. You're welcome. But am I am
1: I right? No, you're you're spot
2: on. And the the vertical is bigger than most people realize. I mean, athletics in America um, is big, but overseas it's even bigger. Yeah. And really? In, oh yeah. In the really? U in the UK, if you are a varsity athlete, you can get a job almost anywhere. I mean, oh. here you still have to have acumen, but athletics is a wide vertical um, in
0: college, like college, college, university college level, athlete, yep. athletics is a, is a worldwide World phenomenon. Wide.
2: I coach my kids soccer team. I have two uh, families from India and both their dads played cricket at the university level in India. So, right. um, but, but to go to your point, it is your identity. And unfortunately, uh, in our college setting, a lot of these athletes have everything available to them. The facilities are getting ridiculous. I was just, won't name the school, but I was at one of the top schools in the country last week. And I mean, multi, multi millionaires are not living like these athletes are. They've got everything they need. Then they're done playing and they go back to reality and that transition that was my point yeah it's, it's like very hey, hard man, to like deal yeah with. and and then
1: another thing too is like the NCAA's got like a gazillion rules and all this different right. stuff like it's a really structured life and I really have had friends that I, I, a lot of my friends play college sports yeah. and a lot of people I know and and it's different and 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 the depression part too like here's some a major part of your life and now you can't do it anymore
2: yeah, I've had former teammates try to commit suicide. One of our big universities just last year alone had five former uh, collegiate football players commit suicide. You've, so, al- you've also got other things too, like you maybe you thought you were going pro.
0: Yep. and then Well, they were happened. the star, right? But that,
2: yeah. that's what creates the depression is, you know, no one gives a shit that you played college football once you're done.
0: But <laughs> your whole life, it's a big deal. Yeah. And, well, you you can be the star of the team, and then all of a sudden, the next day, you are nobody working at McDonald's.
2: That's right. And what we try to teach them is how to transfer those traits in an interview. No one cares you played college football, but you had a hell of a difficult boss and a coach. You had an unbelievable routine. You are up at five a.m. till ten at night. There is all those carryover traits. Right. So I, was, I
1: love hiring people to play team sports because yeah. think about it: if you played really competitive
2: sports, uh, you are you are uh, you've taken some criticism. Well, isn't job placement a big part of what you do? It is a very big part. Um, it, the foundation is a communication platform where our partners, which would be athletic departments, associations, teams, can communicate services to their athletes. One of those services is a career piece.
0: Okay, I mean, as to Matt said, like uh, you know, usually athletes are better at certain different sor- sorts of skills and different things, and absolutely are great to hire. For well, you
1: you're coachable. That, I mean, that's or, the biggest or, one. Or, yeah and that's one of the things that I like. I also like people that have been in the armed forces for the same reason like your regimen. like it, look if you can make it through boot camp yeah eh, I don't know if I could you know but the, you there's uh, I mean a, a possibly a level of toughness and, and then also too is like a lot of these guys with team sports yep. um, you know that can be important you, you learn to work
2: well with the, with, with the other people. That cultural competency is huge. My yeah. freshman year at Hawaii I was put in the room with three guys from all walks of life, really different. We ended up being at each other's weddings. You learn in sport. We don't have to get along, you know. Personally, we don't have to have all the same beliefs, but if we're gonna win, we gotta right. work together. Right. I think politicians should look at, yeah, <laughs> at sports because it's about winning, right, and compromising.
0: So, what other kind of real world examples do you help with besides like the job, you know, job side of it? Like, what other real world?
2: Yeah. So we power the letter winner clubs for co- colleges. So What's it's our a letter winner club. So when you're an athlete, you earn letters on yeah. your playing time and athletic departments need their former athletes to provide support, fundraising opportunities. Yeah. And you know, you can't improve your current athlete situation if you can't study your past athletes. So sure. we, uh, we power Penn State, Clemson's Letter Winner Club. Their athletes can come in. They can request tickets to the games. They get private messages from the coaches on the state of the athletic department. It's a way to stay connected. So is also, that
0: kind of like a booster club or something? It's, it's like an alumni club. Alumni club. Yep, yeah,
2: an alumni association. And uh, Boosters it, are donors. Pretty much. That's yeah. correct. But that's okay. an important part of any program though. Especially now yeah. fundraising is going to become more critical. Um you got about 20 universities out there that are pretty well off financially and everybody else is starving for money. Yeah.
1: So my you know my dad's a huge Notre Dame football fan and you know, the, you just talk about the influence that some of these people have. Like, you know, you get these guys, they didn't go pro or whatever, but they were a big player at Notre Dame, and you see them interact with the alumnus, and it, it's a big deal to meet so-and-so who is a star player, but they might not have made it to the NFL. Right? They were a big part of your what you were passionate about. So we've been talking a lot about football, but this extends to all sports and all types of athletes, right? Oh,
2: absolutely. It's, Everything from equestrian to volleyball football it doesn't matter what's the the most popular the population size is gonna be football because you got 110 people on your team okay all right
1: um as far as like do you know the rules of cricket matt because you keep mentioning cricket (laughs) yeah i do you look like a cricketer yeah all right let's see what Uh, when you
0: throw the ball
1: what is the thing that you're attempting to knock down (sighs) oh you have three
0: seconds i don't remember a wicket. I was gonna say wicket, yeah. Oh <laughs>
1: well, yeah, sure you were. Yeah. Sure. Sure. You're not in the athlete network. You have not been accepted. So <laughs> when, speaking of which, do you have to meet specific criteria to
2: join athlete network or it's up to the partner. So our platform is truly a SaaS product. We license it to the university or the okay. Olympics. They have a white labeled front end and they control who comes in and out of their I networks. See. Okay. So
1: all right. So when did you start this? Uh, about 10 years ago. All right. And we've pivoted like <laughs> like most entrepreneurs. That the term pivot seems appropriate for the
2: athlete network.
0: Yeah, so what what are <laughs> yeah, so so when you started 10
2: years ago, what were you doing? Primarily the job piece. Okay. We were we were doing transition workshops, seminars connecting athletes to employers. That's when our kind of aha happened. We were getting all this data that universities didn't have the ability to capture on where their athletes were going to live, where they're going to work. Um, And we started providing them with information that they needed. And we were a
0: lot of alumni data that they did not a lot of
2: alumni. data.
1: Also, is that a marketing component for recruiting future athletes or just different stuff like saying, you know, like obviously they know what percentage of their athletes graduate, but.
2: By being able to, I don't know, is that a huge recruiting component, especially when you're talking to mom and dad? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's 99% of us don't go pro. So we parents want to know what is next. You know, your, your small minority of football players or basketball players create this dumb jock myth, but the majority of athletes are really studious, high GPAs. And yeah, well, you have to stay eligible. You have to stay eligible. Okay. So um so the
1: the way you guys generate revenue is it just from the licensing of the SaaS product or do you have or, or is some of that related to the next level or whatever Yeah
2: we got a couple of revenue channels one is the the SaaS license the other is we provide services to all these networks so if you're a company that wants to promote a product an employer that wants to hire instead of creating relationships with Clemson Penn State UCLA, you come into one network, and then we automatically put you in all these. We're basically a multi-tenancy software system.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. So
1: before we hit record, you you made me chuckle because, and for those of you listening, in the uh, four minutes of preparation that go into every episode, <laughs> maybe five minutes. Um, but I, I always ask you know, folks, say, is there anything you don't want to talk about? And you laughed and said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book and, and it's been a journey. So and you also mentioned pivoting and, and, you know, I told you that part of what we try to do here on the show is talk about some of the stuff we didn't do well. Yep. So let's, let's talk about some stuff, uh, cause you, you were clearly, uh, emphatic it's going to take about hours. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, but, yeah, I think, but I think that's the value that we bring to our sure. listeners is trying to help them avoid. And, and so here we are, we're talking about sports with well, sports is co- there's coaching sure. and you're trying to help people be the best that they can be yep. and helping you avoid dumb mistakes as part of that. Right. So, so what, what do you got?
2: You know, I mean the, I think the first in looking back, one of the first things is not taking the time to self-reflect and realize what I didn't know. I, uh, I'm i a biz dev guy. I love selling. My company had revenue from the second day I started it, but I didn't know crap about technology. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize what we were becoming was a tech company. And I fought it for years. I fought the notion that we can figure this out with outsource, completely outsource tech or not taking technology serious not understanding a tech roadmap. So we just kept band-aiding, building spaghetti code, and then the house almost came collapsing down. And and how so? Just because you guys had built... We started getting bigger. We started getting more users. And, um, you know, fortunately, a couple of years ago, I spent the money and got a CTO and realized <laughs> how little wow. I knew. You're like, wait, this doesn't have to suck. This doesn't have to suck. Yeah. And, you know, I, I run into so many entrepreneurs who are tech guys or sales guys. And I always say join each other because it's going to be a mistake if you don't. Um, We
1: spend a lot of time talking about that and especially it's, well, it's back to teamwork. You know, Matt and I are business partners at full scale. For those of you listening, you can check out what we do at fullscale.io. We help companies like yours build stuff and you much like you're offering a service to try to help. Okay. So schools and athletes, they need to focus on being good at what they're, good at. So you create a pipeline to helping people find opportunity. And that's the opportunity we provide is trying to help you find developers quickly and easily. Speaking of which, (laughs) we talked about not knowing technical stuff. So I'm going to take a break. And, you know, my business partner, Matt, is a technical founder. And in order to test his vast knowledge, I'm going to read a passage from the book that he gave me recently titled, Baby Loves Coding. You ready?
0: I'm ready. You were you missed your. First I thought you were going to ask him the question.
1: No, I'm going to ask you. All right. Uh, well, you missed the first question. You didn't know what a wicket was in, in cricket. By the way, um, the, the if you get this wrong, the, the repercussions are pretty severe. Okay. Okay. Baby can listen to music, and eat a warm lunch, and play a game, all because computers are reading and following. I have no idea. The answer is code. Code. <laughs> it said baby. Baby was the one in the beginning, but the computers were following code. Oh, I thought you said I, the I'd be baby. happy to let you borrow this book, Matt. Yeah, all because computers are reading and following.
0: Oh, okay. Because code. computers. Are,
1: Matt, all right. you really you have to be a better listener.
0: Well, you know my my reading skills and language skills are below average. I know. I know. Would you have got that right?
1: Probably not. I, I don't know if I would have either. But, you know, I mean, dude, Baby's working at a pretty I high level. I need pictures. There's pictures, there. pictures. I'll let you borrow the book <laughs> right. if you want to. So I know that was riveting. Yeah, riveting. Um, <laughs> all right. So you hire a CTO. Yep. He probably knows the answer. Yeah, I hope to get it. And Baby loves, Baby loves Code. I wonder if there's a sequel to that. Um, okay. So obviously getting, getting, hiring people that are
2: experts at what they do, it can change, it changes the game. And I think that's the biggest challenge for startups because they're expensive. If someone really knows what they're doing, they're costly. And you know, we're, we don't have a lot of resources. we got to be resourceful and you're trying to figure all this out. So, you know, access to capital and you know, hire the best is a challenge for all of us in the beginning. Was that something
1: that um, was a challenge for you as well? That's all raising capital is always a hot topic around here, and like, and how to go about doing that when, why, who, where?
2: Yeah, and you know, I'm a transplant to Kansas City, where we're at, so I didn't have a big network here. Um, I had more contacts on the West Coast, and it was very tough in the beginning um, trying to access especially when you're past the concept stage, you know, that seed to series a stage. I don't think there's a lot of opportunity. I think it's getting way better. Um, but yeah, raising capital and, you know, some of it's a blessing though, because we did do a pivot. And if I would have raised a lot of money in the beginning, I probably, I don't know if we would have still got to the pivot as fast, but it's just, it's such a journey, man. It's, um, Every day I kind of look back and go, oh shit, I would have done that difference. I mean, there's not a day Man, that goes I, by. Yeah, but I
1: think that's par for the course. That's I mean, never ending. Yeah, right? I mean, if you can't, I mean, that's if you look back at what you did and you're like, I wouldn't have done anything different, you're just yeah. probably not being honest with yourself, you know? And that's, <laughs> I mean, I think that's something to to keep an eye on. Um, and we don't have to get into the specifics, but did you actually raise capital along yeah, the way? Yeah, I've raised several million,
2: excuse me, several million dollars. Yep. Wow. Okay.
0: And how big is uh, your team now? 26. How many people? So you have a CTO, but how big is your like a tech team?
2: We have uh, seven.
0: Wow. Internal. Okay. Wow. Are all you in p- Kansas City?
2: Now they are. We. Uh, I mean, I've been all over the world, man. I've been in <clears throat> Vietnam. I've been in Russia. I've been in uh, India. <laughs> so we'd ha- right. we'd love to help you get to the Philippines. Um, but so I heard it's, it's much more westernized
1: over. Really. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you don't have the. But well, let's talk about that for a second. And this doesn't have to be like a full scale ad, but you know, with that, I, what were some of the issues that you had with? With a
2: distributed workforce, because that's also really common. You know, the biggest issue is communication. Yeah. Um, I'm not a tech co-founder I w- or a founder. I wish I would have gotten a tech co-founder in the beginning. And a lot of it's ignorance. You don't know what you don't know. You know, you you have this vision and you don't know how to articulate it in technical terms. So, you know, we try to be a, follow an agile sprint methodology and all those things you're supposed to do. But at the end of the day, if the visionary doesn't know how to communicate it, (laughs) you're not going to get what you want. So we got to keep iterating it. And, you know, I think companies that are going to take on smaller businesses like this, it's so imperative to be able to communicate at the fountain. You got to teach where the student's at, right? Yeah. And I think that's what you guys have uncovered and are doing so great is. I didn't. I know a lot more about technology now than I did even three years ago. But in the beginning, I made a lot of mistakes just simply because I didn't have partners that understood the business side. They only understood the tech, and there was just miscommunication. That's
1: what I mean. That's what we try to help people do. And like so much of that, it's funny because I mean, it's just about finding people that know what they're doing. Yep. And like you said, it's hard. I think we, by the way, I was asked earlier today, what percentage of applicants we hire. It's it, my guess is it's like two to 3% because experts aren't half of the people that walk through your door. And that's, and it's about being really picky. And If we're going to put it in sports context, you know, the, the best hitters they they wait for the pitch that's yep. the right pitch so they're not just swinging at everything that gets thrown up there and being selective is important now communications clearly paramount and I had issues with that originally when I started so I hired my first employee in the Philippines in two thousand nine and ten years ago the communication was that skype was new it had yeah. just come out and we we're like oh I heard about the skype thing <laughs> maybe we should try to call the Philippines you know mm-hmm. I mean, we did yep, yep. and it was like and it's free you know that's a normal now but um and then and then it was even a challenge 10 years ago because you know bandwidth was patchy and stuff like that so modern modern technology and uh, and just open access to it's been a big thing
0: but then but, trying to communicate with people but software development is all about communication what you just like th- th- this is the product what the product needs to do why it needs to do it how it needs to do it make sure it doesn't do that right like if a software developer doesn't understand all of the, all of those things it's you know, fraught with error and delay and problems and everything else. And it's even more difficult if you're working through um, language barriers or people that are working at weird times. And so you email them and you don't hear back from them from a day later and then they have a question and they get the answer a day after that, like all that, the time zone shift, like those are usually the biggest problems. Was your team
1: scattered all over? Did you have like someone like five people that were all in five different places or
2: you mean overseas? Yeah. No, they're supposedly they're in a centralized building. Okay. But
1: see that that's one thing I, I talk to people a lot, and I'm like, you know, because they they go to places like Upwork or whatever, and they end up with this like, I mean, they've you know just throwing darts at a map, and you, there's something to be said that communication of having people in and around each other's you know well, the, is important.
2: The challenge in the beginning for us and where we I think would be a lot further along is we didn't know how to communicate it. Because if you're right. not, if you're a business guy, a biz dev guy, right. you don't know if you're communicating good or bad. That product manager or that in-between person right. is just, in my experience, it's critical. I wish I would have understood that like five years ago sure. that, yeah, I got this vision. on the guy talking to our top clients on where we want to take this. But if I don't know how to articulate that in technical terms, I'm going to want a gold swing and end up with a rubber tire swing. It's, so, so what changed?
1: I mean, where, where did that turn the corner? I mean, was it the introduction of a CTO, or did you
2: just get better at what you were trying to do? It it was realizing it, it was the athlete it was self reflecting on, we're not winning at the level I want to win at. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the people first, process second, right, all that stuff, and realizing there's got to be a smarter way to do this because our business we're not creating the behavior; it exists. Like we're solving real problems for people, so. When we talk to our clients, it was obvious that they needed the solutions we were bringing, but our tech wasn't delivering on them. And then it kind of occurred to us, we're actually a tech company. We didn't realize that. I think a lot of people think they're tech companies because they're professional services that use technology. But we actually started building technology, and we had to reevaluate our team. I had to reevaluate my mindset, my acumen. Um, I think once we did that, then the next thing is, how are you going to pay for all this? Cause it's not cheap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no software development's very expensive. It's
2: very expensive. Um, and I think these are challenges that all of us has as startups. And that's why I think you, you said it earlier, you, you get people that know what they're doing. Even if you have to pay them more. their output is going to be so yeah. much greater. Well, it's just, and then also it, I, I've said this a lot
1: recently you know, you can't put a price on peace of mind. And just that, that's the thing for me when I started bringing in, you know, a higher level of employee and a lot of things I was doing, like, I found myself like just not frustrated and pissed. Cause you know, like you said, like, you're like, God, why is this broken? Or why isn't this moving forward? Or why am I going broke or whatever? And you know, some of that, um, a lot of what you were just saying as well what kept going through my head was you know you have to make tough decisions yep. as an entrepreneur and 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 also like put yourself in a state of reality check, and it sounds like you went through a lot of that still you know, am. Uh, yeah, yep. and well, that's good, and I think that the athlete in you kind of drives that as well um speaking of of which and and sports now you I don't think I could do this again. Cause the mixtape card that I just pulled is perfect. Wow. I know perfect for this episode. So mixtapethegame.com. I'm going to, I pulled a card out of the mixtape deck. You know, I've never pulled the same card twice, which shocks me. I, yeah, it's like, it's just Amazing. eternal. It's just a box of eternal fun. So I'm going to read a scenario. We're all going to name a song and then we have to vote for who wins. Um, you can't vote for yourself. All right. And Watson almost never votes for me, so you have a pretty good. <laughs> the odds, odds went up right there. I love high. It. I don't think I could pull this again. The best song to be carried off any field or arena floor after a glorious victory.
0: Wow! I mean, how did I? Wow! I literally random pull. I'm going to uh, go with uh, Queen. We are the champions. you are going to
1: go with that. I, that was my answer, but. Yeah, I saw the card early, so I, I'll let you go first. Now I got to come up with a new one. What do you got, Chris?
2: So you're are you hurt when you're being pulled off the field? Or?
1: No, after a glorious victory, the best song to be carried off. That's a good question, though. Of any field or arena floor after a glorious victory, and I'm going with today was a good day with by Ice Cube.
0: Okay, okay, okay. It takes a
1: little time to develop, but for those of you that are that are fans today was a good day all right yeah man that's
2: tough um glory days Mm. i hate having to do this i'm gonna vote for watson oh yeah yeah but i feel feel like i I vote for him too i know uh, yes (laughs) i mean how can you not go with (laughs) we are the champions (laughs) (laughs) i get it I feel you guys like coordinated on this before I came
1: we in. We really it's didn't. Up. I would never, by the way, just so you and the listeners know, I would never ever do anything to put Watson in a better position to win mixtape.
0: I'm going to vote for you, by the way. Thanks. Not man. that it matters. But thanks. You say I never vote for you. So I'm going to give you dude, my vote. Dude. You're an asshole. <laughs> by the way,
1: thanks. Okay. So anyway, yeah, that was like, yeah, I felt like that's like, like you get to pick Muhammad Ali or like me. <laughs> that, that was like a one-answer mixtape guard. So well, anyway, yeah. So, but it's funny, music and sports go so well together. So, well. Mm-hmm. And so many different things. Yeah. And, and okay, so back to what you did. So you guys have a communication platform, and so I, by the way, the struggle is real on that. When you talk about like tickets and comp tickets. That was one of the things before we started doing our, our sweet and greet events. Matt was like, dude, you're going to have to have to have someone to just invite and do everyone. We automated it, yep. you know, made it like an online reservation thing. But that kind of communication, even for an athletic department, can be a lot to keep up with. So ah. Watson will make a donation to charity for yawning during the podcast. Oh, my God. You heard it here. We gave you a reset. Okay. Sorry. I got it. Hey.
0: Come on, man,
1: dude. You know what? Don't. I'll call a technical. You know what? No <laughs> oh. arguing. You cannot argue balls and strikes during the Athlete Network <laughs> episode, man. But, when we were talking about that was uh, harsh, dude. We were
2: talking about developers. He perked up, but when we talk about sports, he starts yawning. So I, know. I don't.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. It's also you know we've we've been doing a lot um with our business, and it's you know you talk about it, a lot of stuff. So you've had a million people uh, go through that. Yep. You have 26 employees <laughs> at some point you, you had to look at it. Like we, okay, we look at full scale or uh, uh, tomorrow's full
2: scales birthday. That's right. That's awesome. One year, is, technically
1: baby. by the time you hear this people, we will be just past our one year birthday, but 180 employees in a year. It's like, crazy. I look at it and I'm like, I kind of like, I'm like, Oh yeah at the same time. And but, you both kept your hair. How'd you guys do Oh, that? dude, I have no hair. Look at that. <laughs> if you want to check us out on Instagram, look at all the selfie stick pictures. <laughs> there's a beautiful view of my bald spot. So, uh but you know, you look around and you're like, oh man, this is growing. This is, or this is possibly getting past me. Uh, did you have any moments like that? And
2: how did you deal with them? No, we haven't, we haven't achieved your level. I think where we're at is the opportunity is getting really big we got invited to go to beijing by the international olympic committee to present to 70 other countries because of the work we do with our united states Olympic committee we don't have the tech stack or infrastructure to support that yet so i think we see the opportunity in front of us and i think that's where how could you not though like i mean is if you're white labeling it or just from all the different language barriers account ah, management we were going to do see. a deal with canada and at the very end they said so our account manager is fluent in french right all you have to do is say hey <laughs> they smoke some dope and <laughs> say hey.
1: i'm from the i'm from the sport the the athlete network eh yeah hey yeah, there you go. It's I'll, no I'll cover
2: your Canada. If you want to send me your leads from Canada, I'll take care of it. I mean, you actually, guys, that's a great point, though. Yeah, you guys know this. That. It's not just a platform; you got to support it. You mm-hmm. got to have your customer support. Well, and,
0: and having the software support multilingual yeah. user interface is a whole another cluster
1: to deal with. Yeah, or want to You want to watch Watson Cringe? GDP. Oh, uh, see, you mean GDPR? Whatever it is, yeah, I, yeah, I don't GDPR. even care. I'm not even going to say the whole acronym because it's I probably did. bad luck. But
2: well, you... we have athletes all over the world, so we encounter that, and now you're encountering all these ac- accessibilities with your V and there's just so much that's going into all of this. Watson, you know? why did GDPR suck?
0: Because we had to document every single. Th- vendor we used for like our CRM or like tracking customers on our website or leads or all that stuff. And then we had to go to every one of them and find out what tools they use and then consolidate all of it together and then make a way that people can request to be removed from all of those things. And we have to be able to go like quickly delete their data and whatever. And you want to guess how many people have ever done that? None. None. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, We are good stewards of their data, and we can prove it to them. Congratulations. Thank you for doing what you did for the world.
1: But it's just, you know, it's shit like that, though, as a business that you can't. And, you know, you had – I remember when you guys were preparing for that for Stackify and, like, you know, just – it's really not moving your business forward in any
0: shape or form. It, it's, it's just like a huge every, distraction and expense. It's like and, every other law. I mean, if somebody wants to violate the law, they don't give a shit what the yeah. law is, right? Just like owning a gun. Like you're in a gun-free zone. Well, if I want to go kill somebody, I'm just going to take a gun in the gun-free zone. Like what the hell the difference? <laughs> Same thing with the data, right? Like, yeah, we don't do GDPR. We're just going to abuse the data and whatever. Like if you're going to abuse it, you're just going to do it anyways. The laws don't really, I don't think, prevent the bad things from happening, but whatever you're you're an outlaw dude yeah you really are i'm not going to
1: give you the money gun this episode
0: <laughs> i'm afraid after I'm that
1: like yeah we do have a money gun here
0: um it needs a break my by point way, is the, criminal, if you the ever, criminals if you don't ever buy a money gun
1: if you ever buy a money gun don't get it near watson because they'll steal that shit
0: my only point is the criminals don't care what the laws are
1: right so okay True. i didn't even think about that so so is that one of the plans that you have going forward is to to be a little more international or are you like yeah, I mean, is that's there enough room for growth here that that doesn't even matter? Our three-year roadmaps here, but down
2: the road, it is international.
1: So recently we had the founders of high school eSports League mm-hmm. in here and they've got, you know, 15, 1700 schools that are in it. Is that something you guys are going to like that? I can't believe
2: how big the concept of eSports is. Yeah, going. it's getting huge. They're adding it's it impressive. into the athletic department. Yeah. We, we don't decide what is an athletic sport okay. or not. Cause we're providing it to the athletic department. A lot of our partners put the equipment managers in there, the athletic trainers. It, it's more of the family underneath them. So maybe we should subscribe for
1: the, for the podcast, <laughs> join the athlete network. This is a high impact thing, Matt. I am not an athlete. I know, but here on the podcast, you are, this oh. is, this is, this is competitive shit. Oh, okay. That's all right. right. Yeah. So yeah, ever since we hit the top 100 Watson got all, he got all, like rock star. Realize. Everything's a competition.
0: I think yeah, every entrepreneur ha- is an athlete. There you go. I <laughs> don't know. I mean, there's. <laughs> Athletics like, is competing. Right? I mean, I. Businesses in general. Right. But there's different kinds of people. I had a business partner where his whole goal was to like ring the bell on Wall Street and have his name in lights. And he just slid anybody's throat on the way <laughs> to doing it. And then there's people that are just like me. I was like, I just want to solve problems and make my customers happy. And I can really
1: only can imagine what the Entrepreneur Olympics would look like. It would be like a delayed start because people were late from a call. They were replying to emails. <laughs> and like one guy, one the guy in lane five didn't make it because his funding didn't just come through. through last yeah, like and then the guy in the, in the seventh lane didn't actually make it because the software wasn't working and he thought it was on a different day.
2: Be a lot of whiskey sales after the maybe yeah
1: yeah you know what we'll go ahead and it's been a while since we've, we've mentioned this but you know we have a fictional club here at startup hustle called tears and beers and it's for founders and if you're a member and we're nominating you um you can show up and you can get drunk or you can curl up in the corner and cry or you can do both
0: and it's a f- judgment free zone. Judgment free.
1: Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to? You want to be? I want to be
2: in, man. It's, I, it's, lo- it's a lonely job sometimes. We haven't so. nominated tears, anyone. In for te- tears and beers. Tears and beers for a while, have we? What kind of beer is it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter you bring whatever.
1: It's BYOB. Oh, by wait a, yeah. a second. You didn't yeah. say that. No, it's BYOB, dude. Yeah. yeah.
2: You yeah. said I had 180 employees. Can't you afford some beer? For no. Uh, that's <laughs> <was like> <laughs> That's why. I,
0: that's why I can't <laughs> afford it. It's natural light. Oh, you'll take no.
1: probably. probably. You, you, I'll take it. I'll we take give it. you a, a beer bong, <laughs> give you a funnel, a tube, and a twelve pack of Natty Light. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, I mean, dude, we're startup founders. Yeah, that's that's, right. yeah, that's all we can afford. <laughs> so, right. well, Chris, I want to thank you for coming in and 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 visiting with us. I think it's really cool what you're doing. um You know, any any good business starts by solving a problem, and you guys are clearly solving it. Um, you know, like I, I know that several uh, former athletes and that I've been around probably have a great appreciation for this. I'm going to give you a couple of their names and make sure that they're doing business with you after, nice. after this. So, if you guys want to check out what uh, Chris does, you can go to athletenetwork.com. They're also uh, at athletenet on the tweeters. Are you on the gram? And other things. We're on everything. There um, you go. Check them out. Check them out. Um, if you want to check out what we do, you can go to fullscale.io. You can also check us out at, at startup hustle podcast on Instagram, where I am often known to post pictures of Matt Watson doing all kinds of weird yes. stuff, including including the new category I made for the money gun, Yes, which does have a video where he accidentally shot himself in the face <laughs> with money. From the money gun. It was beautiful. And it was somehow captured within a selfie of a guest. Yeah, it's perfect. And I don't know if I've posted that, and I'm going to go do that right now. So anyway, I've clearly got really important things to do. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks.